episode of Something Rather Than Nothing was recorded on the occupied lands of the Siletz tribe on the coast of Oregon in the United States of America. You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. And uh, for this episode, we have uh, Kim Gucci, who I encountered um, her work through um, her cover design uh, for a recent guest we had, Jessica uh, McDermott, um, the book Highway of Tears, and then was also came in contact with Kim's uh just uh beautiful music uh in in concert in a, a recent one that was just um uh, released uh kim gucci thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and welcome to something rather than nothing well hello there it's a pleasure to be here uh kim uh, the first question we ask is um what were you like as, as a young child did you you know and, and as it applies to your art i mean did were you always singing were you always interested in art and in general what were you like when you were younger i was always an artist um i i knew that from a very young age and i can remember being in elementary school and kids trading me their goodies from their lunch if i would draw them a picture so um so i did know that and I excelled in art school, and, um, and and as far as singing goes, um, I was not that great of a singer. I just loved to sing, and I, I come from a very musical family, and um, lucky for me, my dad never kicked me off the stage. He just would let me sing out of tune and, and stay, <laughs> and um, I just, um, yeah, I just pursued it. I I was always surrounded by music as a child. So um, into my teenage years, when the ego took over, um, I quit singing. And it wasn't until I was in my sort of mid-20s that I picked it up again. And um, But I was more known as an artist and a painter. And then suddenly uh, music took over. And this is this is who I am now. I'm... I'm um, more recognized as a musician than I am a visual artist, but I definitely, uh, actually, to be honest, as I'm speaking to you, I am sketching because it, it helps me to focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something I actually uh, discovered just recently where, where I started painting for the first time ever about two and a half years ago. And um, related to that, sketching and doing things while I'm doing other activities, I was like, oh, wow, I think mm-hmm. I used to do this mm-hmm. a long time ago. And now I'm thinking that way again. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So um, big question right up right up front here is just to establish, you know, we're talking about, you know, different art that you do. Um, I was wondering your opinions on what art is. What is art for you? Uh, Good question. Uh, For me, art is. It's an interpretation of an individual's soul an interpretation of the unseen or the unknown. 
and it comes out in ways that are so unique and so specific to a person and I really feel that it's really been for me it has saved me from going down possibly a bad path because I've always had art to be able to um, carry me through whether it was a painting or a song it's helped me to express myself and to um, to heal truly and so I see art as as a gift um, as an avenue to share and to process different emotions and feelings that uh, many of us would keep inside and have, you know, be trapped in, inside of us. I think art is a perfect avenue, a, a vehicle to express and share. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. Some people, you know, um, are realists and some people are more on the creative side of surrealists. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's a real beautiful thing. Well, yeah, and I, I think um, particularly as I've uh, been working on the podcast over the past year, and I remember a lot in some of the earlier episodes, it really became prominent to me that I was ended up talking, you know, a bit more than I expected about psychology, right? Like in the sense of, you know, the therapy and what art um what art provides uh, those who are doing it. So I've become fascinated uh, by those questions and also personally for myself, uh, connecting my art to my own uh, healing. When did you make that realization, Kim? When, when, when were you doing art and, and dealing with you know, uh, trauma and the difficulties of life and said, oh my gosh, this is, this is what art is doing for me. It's helping me heal from this. When did that happen for you? Um. What comes to mind immediately was not even that many years ago. It was maybe seven years ago when I uh, lost my niece, who was like a daughter to me, um, and um, songs started to flow out of me. And and then I recorded an album, and then I started to pursue music as a full-time um, job really, um, I realized that art, music was the perfect way to to grieve. Uh, it was the perfect way to share my stories um, and connect with other people because grief affects every human on this planet. And, and so it was really a powerful time because I realized that if, if I didn't have music at that time in my life, I don't know if I would have been able to heal as quickly as I have, um, um, through the grieving process. So it was, right. it was super evident to me at that time, seven years ago, that, that art has, um, truly, truly been, my saving grace. Yeah. And I appreciate your comments on that. I like I said, uh, or intimated, um, the kind of direct connection with that process, uh, myself and the revelations, um, uh, that, that you find. Uh, so thank you, uh, for, for sharing that. Um, Kim, 
Uh, now, I had mentioned at the outset, um, you know, you had done the 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 cover uh, design, beautiful design for the book Highway of Tears. Uh, recent guest we had Jessica McDermott, um, and also that some of the the songs and the music, uh, I would say maybe just related to that, had to do about with with the content of that book which is the the highway of tears in, in british columbia and uh the missing and murdered uh indigenous women and in, in, in girls can you just as far as um you know uh your personal relationship and in uh, connected to your art around the highway of tears can you can you give the listeners um, some background of maybe how you came in contact with the issue and your work in advocacy around uh, the Highway of Tears? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I am an Indigenous woman. And I live in the Koyali Tene, which is also known as Prince George, which is either the beginning or the end of the Highway of Tears, which is uh, about a 730-year-or-so seven, seven kilometer stretch of highway that runs between Prince George and Prince Rupert, British Columbia. And I remember as a child growing up out here on the reservation, uh, well, near the reservation, I actually was not a part of the reservation as a child. That's a whole other story. Um, and I would leave the house in the morning and I would be off like exploring and playing and I would be in the forests and by the waters along the railroad tracks for hours and come home when it was time to eat and then head out again and come home when it was dark. And without a worry, it was never a part of my conscience to worry about any any fear of anything until I was uh, a young adult and I started hearing the stories of all of these um, Indigenous women who have gone missing and who have been found murdered along this highway, which was, um, there were some cases right here in the Prince George area. And that's when the fear started to settle in. And also what compacted that was the fact that I have been uh, a victim of domestic violence um, for most of my married and uh, adult life. And so there was a fear that started to grow in me. And even to this day, I'm out, I'm out here, out at Kuwaitli Tanae. Um, which is out in, in a, a community called Shelley also, which is where I, I grew up. And I go for walks every day. And I still have this moment of fear when I see a, a vehicle coming or a logging yeah. truck. And I, 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 my anxiety hits the roof a little bit. I'm getting better at it. Um, but as an Indigenous woman in this country... I don't take it for granted when I'm out walking. There's this, this constant state of, of defense or on the lookout because um, it just is the way it is. So 
my music has become, I use it as a platform to create awareness and to share um, with, with people, audience members, about some of the things that still affect um, Indigenous people today in this country. And, and that's where the um, murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls advocacy work has come in through my, not only my visual art, but also uh, through my music. And I have joined up with different uh, activists, advocacy here in, um, in the Prince George Coitley area. And, and it was on that one of these, um, it was called the Cleansing the Highway Walk, which took place in 2016 from Prince Rupert to Prince George and I joined in on the last 100 kilometers and that's when I met Jessica McDiarmid um, and our friendship just grew from there and that's how I was I was chosen to be the illustrator for the book cover of The Highway of Tears and and um, it just it continues this work continues. It's it's rippled out all across this country and and beyond. I receive emails um, on a pretty consistent basis of from people from audience members who've either um, been at a show that I've performed at or who have heard my music online or who have read the book and are making comment on the cover and the story and whatnot. And it's become a really uh, a really important focus for me um, as an artist, but also as an Indigenous woman that I feel so blessed to be an artist so that I am able to um, have audiences and have this platform to be able to help create change. And um, I'm, I'm just blown away by the attention that the book cover has received, to be honest, because it was uh, one of the most difficult things, uh, projects that I've, I've worked on because I just knew the importance of it. And I knew that I had, I, I needed to, I needed to do it and I needed to do it in the best respectful, meaningful and um, sacred way, really. And I, from what I understand, I, I have achieved that. And uh, Jessica and I are friends, as I mentioned, so I get to hear on from her on a consistent basis um, on how well the book is doing and, and how how um, it's it's reaching the people. And that's really what this is all about. Yeah. And then and, and certainly uh, it, it's been certainly from from just what I've seen in, in, in coming in contact uh, with the issue and with with the art and the advocacy around it, I just want to express to you, yeah, you did achieve that. And I think one of the things that I found in you know talking with Jessica, reading the book, encountering the music, and in talking to you is that you know there's some deep, deep uh, sadness and in 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 anger that can reside that something like this is going on and is an active, you know, uh, danger. Um, but with that, um, the, particularly with your songs, um, there's an aspect of hope and of soaring 
that I feel in, in of, of soothing that comes through that, which I think um, for me feels very powerful. And when you were talking about art, that was the piece that I connected to in watching that concert. Uh, beautiful music, beautiful singing. And um, but the words, right, the words as well. And the in the story um, uh, you were expressing. Um, yeah. So the and, and of course, the book cover is beautiful. Um, could you could you tell me a little bit about um, I mentioned a couple times offhand a, a recent concert that's been released that I believe was recorded uh, a, a couple years ago. And, um, you know, there's a video of it. Can you can you give some of the details of I, I believe it might have, quote unquote, debuted maybe a week or two ago. Can can you talk a little bit about that uh, concert and its meaning for you? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for uh, acknowledging that. Actually, uh, that was that was a, a really powerful time. Uh, it was in March 2018 when I was invited to take part in this. Uh, uh, it was a concert that took place in Prince George at the Prince George Playhouse. And it was um, the coming together, the bringing together of Indigenous musicians in the area and the theme was um, in the spirit of reconciliation. So bringing people together under one roof who were all like-minded and who wanted change and who wanted, you know, wanted to do something differently in this in this community. And um, Prince George itself is built on um, the fact that our my ancestors and my indigenous community was displaced because of. Um, uh, a railway that um, was put through our community and then the city of Prince George grew from there. Um, so there's been a lot of work and a lot of reconciliation work done in this community. So for me to have a concert at the Prince George Playhouse uh, was probably one of the most powerful things I have done in my, in my um, career as a musician, because I, I, I knew the impact uh, it was going to have and I was joined by my band at the time, Northern Sky. Um, so there's a it's a six piece um, band up on the stage, and all singing, and backing up my music, um, all with what you had mentioned earlier. There's like there's a there's a feeling of hope. There's a feeling of um, togetherness, and and that's something that I really really strive for is through my music and through the art and through my advocacy is that we're we're all in this together and we you know we the support that we can um receive from one another regardless of our color regardless of our any background uh i think is that's the most powerful thing for me and i I, I'm so pleased to have this video out there. It's on my YouTube channel, um, which is my, it's like Kim Gucci music, uh, which I'm really trying to get some people to sub subscribe to. I do have another uh, YouTube channel, which is just under my name, but I'm, I'm working on um, building a community on my YouTube music channel. So the, the video is called for the people and it's a live concert documentary. So there's cutaways of myself um, speaking about the story behind the songs. And I, yeah, I was super proud of this production. It was all locally done. And um, I just hope that it really gets a really nice wide audience so people can um, 
the experience, um, the stories and the music and um, some of the advocacy work that that is woven throughout it as well. Yeah, it um, it's 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 noticeable, and and I do, um, and, and thanks for mentioning that with your your, your YouTube because I would love people to to see it. The level of talent that you had on that stage, that working with you, and the dedication to what was going on was all apparent. I know it's video and it's not live, but it's it's all right there. And um, the cutaways to kind of give more of the story, I I I, I really thought it was such a moving an excellent and, and beautiful concert. I know when I watch it, I was like, Oh, of course this is pre pandemic times, but I've seen myself being like, gosh, to be in that room. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> a, a, a special thing. And I'm glad, um, I hope listeners, um, uh, definitely, uh, uh, Check check that video out uh, for the people. I work for a labor union, so the title already won me over before you got into singing, right? So, <laughs> I was like, for the people, okay, I'm I'm down with what's yeah. going here. <laughs> um, uh, and 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 and, and uh, connecting to that, uh, you know, um, uh, and and I mentioned the the pandemic. Um, uh, of course, that was recorded before, you know, the the the, the situation that uh, folks find themselves in with the pandemic. What is for you? What is the role of art, you know, uh, in a pandemic? Does it have a different role? Does it have to respond to different things or does it just keep being whatever it's supposed to be? What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's it's still being what it, whatever it's supposed to be, but it's just has more light on it right now because I think people maybe were taking it a little bit for granted and now they realize the importance of it and uh, because it truly is what we go to we go to movies you know we go to concerts we turn on the music we look at a painting um, you know what I mean like it's uh, yes it's it's a really it's soothing and I do mention that in the concert it's it's something that that we all I, I i don't know anybody that doesn't like like i don't even want to know anybody the person if they don't like art <laughs> <laughs> i just it's like it's just it just is for me it just is it's it's how i exist and i can't even imagine a world without it and i think that like as a musician right now um in this during this pandemic time and and like many thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of others who have lost their income and who have lost uh, livelihood due to cancellation of shows and whatnot and now we're taking right. to this uh virtual platform um which i have a show coming up on wednesday by the way um oh wonderful um yeah it's 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 brand new it's some people have been doing this all along like they've been doing the live streaming shows and whatnot which is not something that i've ever been a fan of and um but i'm i'm having to learn there's this curve that goes with it because you you need to now you know not only be the singer and the songwriter but now you have to be the technician and the the audio engineer and the and the everything and you have to have a good camera and you have to make sure it's all hooked up and you've got to get an interface and you've got to do all of these things. And yeah, that's been a big, a pretty huge curve for me. And, and to me, that's not art. That's a whole other thing. And um, so I really respect and admire the people who've got that figured out right now because it, it definitely, it, it takes some time and um, dedication. But um, as far as, uh, 
what art means during this time, during COVID, I think it means everything. I think it's it's right up there with the medicine. Yeah, the um, I, I I imagine that part of the struggle uh, for you, and I, I heard is some of the technical pieces you were talking about of how to put together the show has to do with the question of intimacy, right? Like, yeah, exactly. it, it, like with with the audience and it's things we talked about with the video, and I, I think that's that's uh, definitely you know must be a mental hurdle for you to to get through, but I'm excited to see it. Well, seeing here, um, your, you know, your efforts in that regard and, uh, uh, just out of curiosity, so we don't lose it. Um, the, the, with the, the show that's coming up, you mentioned on Wednesday, is that something that will find its way to your YouTube channel as well? Yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. There will, there'll be a, there'll be a link. I'm just, um, during this pandemic, I've actually been working on, um, it's just given me it's given me time to work on a lot of things that I normally wouldn't be able to because I'd be on the road um, touring and whatnot. So I'm I'm self-managed. I do have an agent, but I, I I I manage all of my own business. And so on during this pause, I was able to work on um, getting my website um, revamped. So I have a brand new website. If you want to go head over and check it out, it's kimgucci.com. And um, it's that is linked to my uh, YouTube channel right off the the landing page on the home page. Um, and so I'm just still working on trying to figure that, that all out too because I um, I'm just constantly applying for grants to try and help um, fund these different um, ways of promoting my music and getting my name out there and my music out there. Well, yeah, yeah. I I I appreciate. I mean, it seems like fortuitous time and 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 connect with with you because there's always uh, a nice feel of connecting where you know you're making the adjustments and doing a thing, but also you know you're taking uh, some leaps in trying to get um, your art, art art out there. And I think it's more important with your art not to make these distinctions amongst others, but with your art that has that. Uh, that piece that I've connected to of healing in of, of making mm-hmm. a connection amongst humans and, and of course songs ability to do that. So I, I think the timing uh, is, is it just feels right. Um, I have a uh, three, I still have, I mean, I'm asking you some big questions. I still have like three big questions for you. <laughs> um, okay. and, 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 and I wonder, I wonder, um, you know, one of the things I was talking about is the the role of art in a pandemic. And since I've started the podcast, I kind of have been asking questions of what, you know, what is the role of art um, in in different contexts Um, with in the particularly in the United States and um, the the, the legacy in many areas of the world of of racism and the, the, the protests that we've seen here in the United States. Art, again, has uh, there's been a, f- a flourishing of, of art and whether it's protest art, um, it brings up the question again of what art's role is in um, addressing uh, historical injustices and, and racism. And I just wonder if you had a comment as far as what you see art's role um, uh, in that work. Wow, that's a big one. I think imagery is 
especially on the internet, is one of the most powerful ways to convey a message. It could be a simple photograph and or it could be a powerful song. And it anything I believe that has the ability to shake somebody from their belief system or from you know, to, to be able to shift their thinking, whether it's converting somebody from being a racist to a non-racist or, or from just educating people. I think art is the way to do that because it's to sing a song. There's freedom in that. People can't tell you, oh, you can't write about that or, oh, you can't paint about that it just is it's it's a freedom of expression as an artist is a really really powerful tool and it can be used and it could be used as a positive or a negative i i i've seen it used as both um there's some really clever ways to get messages out there and it, through imagery through the placement of words and i just feel that during this time that art has probably taken a front seat um, because just because of the power that it has through social media and through the sharing of on different uh, social media sites and whatnot. And uh, even through just, yeah, spoken word. Wow. Spoken word, powerful, powerful, powerful stuff for all people especially I feel especially young people because they have so much to say and they may ne not necessarily know how to to say it but you give them a microphone and a beat and it's powerful it, it yeah it, it, yeah it 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 is and I and I think um I think you definitely capture I mean the power of art and I think part of the for me, the historical legacy is I, I tend to view it very positively of what art can do, you know, kind of in the way that, that you framed it. But I think, you know, part of the thing is in tackling it, it has to do with the power of art. And when it is powerful, there's a long history of the, you know, of the reinforcement of negative or harmful images. Right. So and then, mm -hmm. you know, now we're if there's a if there's a period or historical period of using art in order to transform that's, you know, that power can be used in, in, in that way. And I've seen a lot of those as, as difficult as the situation has uh, become in, in wrestling with the very complicated, very violent, very difficult history of racism. But just within that, that there's, you know, the kind of notions of liberation, you know, um, or potential for liberation uh, within that. And I hope that that's where you know, we can pull the energy from or more people do um, personally. I agree. Uh, Kim, uh, uh, who or what has made you who you are now? Hmm. I would say all... All that I am is due to all of the hardships that I've suffered because I really believe that's what shapes a person is the struggle. 
because if life was a breeze, I, I think it would be a bit of a shallow person, to be honest. I think it's who we are. It's the struggle. It's it's how we've survived. It's how our ancestors have survived and how we carry those stories forward and how we become a part of legacies and a part of the history of our families and of our mothers and our grandmothers. And that's, is it, I believe, yeah. Is it, is it possible, Kim, one of the things I, I, I wanted to ask um, uh, as far as the podcast listeners, um, it, people listen from different areas of the world and, you know, a large majority are, you know, from the United States uh, and the Pacific Northwest. Can you just um, just for the sense of placing like the locale uh, for you, can you just describe, you know, the land uh, that you've you've gone back to and just kind of where it is and um, what those lands are? Are, uh, are like, just kind of situate it physically for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where where I'm at right now is in my ancestral territory. I, I do have um, ancestral blood here in the Claytley Tanay, which is um, also known as Prince George. It's uh, Claytley Tanay means, literally translated means the people from the confluence of two rivers. And that's where the Nechaco river and the Fraser river meet and that is in the northern interior interior kind of central interior of uh, British Columbia Canada and the land itself is is a uh, forest a lot it's like mostly forest and and rivers that run throughout um, or alongside of I should say and uh, right now, we are in our, our summer month, uh, which is a pretty short window. But um, the berries are starting to develop, and the moose and the deer are starting to, uh, are still have had, are, they're raising their young right now. And um the mosquitoes are insane where I live. I just had uh, to add that in there. <laughs> you have to. You can't. You can't avoid. I just had it. to give them. So I had to give them a little shout out. You have um, to. And, yeah, I have to. But you know, something that's really powerful that I, I think is worth mentioning is that in our territory, we have a very, very large territory here, um, like in the millions of hectares, and on our territory is a place called the Ancient Forest. Um, Chanto Wadajat is the indigenous name. And it is the only inland rainforest on the planet. And it's, it's to do, yeah. And I don't think it gets enough attention. And it's been, it has been, um, it's a destination point for a lot of people. It, they've built boardwalks through it. It's like these thousands of years old hundreds and thousands of year old stands of of um cedars and other like boreal forest and it's it is so beautiful it's only an hour's drive from prince george i encourage people to yeah check it out 
That sounds amazing. I recently finished a book called The Hidden Life of Trees, and it's, it was written by a German writer. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really moved me, and, and it, it connected to me to um, the world, the world of trees, the communication, the vibrancy of that, which, honestly, I've always appreciated but didn't really have the tools or the language to understand what was going on and uh so having just come off that book of the hidden life of trees and your description of that inland rainforest gosh mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm paying attention talking to you right now but <laughs> of course yeah. uh, but <laughs> right that, that that sounds that I sounds think just I, I one, must have been, wonderful i must have been and i must have been in tune with your vibe yeah. yeah yeah we actually we actually uh even call it a snow forest because truly that's what it is Wow. And what was so it's called the snow forest. Was there any other names for it? I'm sorry, I might have missed that. Well, it's it's the ancient forest. The ancient forest they, there. Yeah. And so it's it's been studied by many, many biologists and science y kind of people. And um there's a university here of northern British Columbia where they, they also have some studies through the university and it's just it's a really powerful, beautiful place place um we did a dedication there last summer of the picnic shelter to my late grandmother mary gucci who was uh one of our last remaining fluent speakers and um traditional knowledge keepers here so yeah i'm gonna be making a trip out there this summer for sure i mean it's only an hour away right yeah yeah in a in a, in a, a marvelous well, world an I hour, wonder. an hour away from me i'm sure it's <laughs> I looked at the map. It is, you know, it's something to plan. It's something to plan out. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, all right. So, Kim uh, Gucci, uh, the big one, big question: Why is there something rather than nothing? Why is there something rather than nothing? I think because there's life. Yeah. And there's light. And there's light. And as long as there's light, we exist. And we have to continue to do that in the most respectful and sacred way to honor the life that we've been given. Oh, thank you so much uh, for that. Um, uh, uh, Kim, uh, I want to let you know that it has been uh, a deep pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to you um, ab about your music, about your story, um, about the land and, and the people um, uh, th that are part of you. Um, I very much look forward to um, you know, your upcoming uh, your upcoming uh, show. You said that'll be the Wednesday, and the, do you have mm -hmm. the date on that? That must be oh gosh, what, the what's the date? July eighth. Okay. July eighth, and uh, so on yeah. July eighth, uh, uh, Kim Gucci, um, and make sure to look for it on, on on YouTube. I wanted to thank you so much for your time. It's been I've been so excited to be able to to talk to you, and I hope too. I mean. 
I, I feel I don't want to hog your time, but there, I feel like there's a lot I can learn from you and listeners can learn from you and um, going to digest what we what we talked about, but certainly would love to um, have another conversation of, about you, your music and, and your art. I wanted to thank you uh, deeply, Kim, mm. uh, for taking the time today on the podcast. You're very welcome. And I would like to say Snachalia, which is our way of, of um, it's it's not quite a thank you. It's more of a, you've been good to me and I, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Kim. Could you pronounce that again for me so I can try it? Snachalia. So Snachalia? Yeah, Snachalia. Snachalia. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look forward to more of your art, uh, Kim. Thank you so much for sharing and um, hope to chat with you again soon. Kim Gucci. It's been wonderful. Thank you.